Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Only on Sports Radio 92.7 FM WFNZ. Straight fire. This is the Wesson Walker Show. Even the crowd knows what's coming next. Lots to get to today on Wesson Walker. You're listening to Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. And as you would imagine, we'll be discussing all day long David Tepper, his decision to fire Frank Reich just 11 games into Reich's tenure as the Carolina Panthers head coach. And we want to hear from you on the Carolina Men's Clinic text line, 704-570-9610. Again, the number is 704-570-9610. The way it was broken to us, we got to see it on social media at about 945. It just happened to coincide with a text from Wes saying, hey, we're going to release a reel to the public where we discuss, yes, LaMelo Ball's injury. Also, what we think about Frank Reich's future here in Carolina. Probably a minute and a half after he sent that text, we got the news, Frank Reich out as the Panthers head coach. And so we had to change the real responsibilities. We discussed the official decision that Frank Reich was indeed fired by David Tepper. Let's go main takeaway and then let's get off of the bus because we certainly have a lot to get to. Main takeaway, first feeling that comes over me, Wes, it just exhibits all of the dysfunction that has surrounded this Panthers organization for quite some time now, and never has it come more to a head than what we've seen in the last 11 games. That's what it, that's what I feel. I thought Josh Klein put out a, a pretty good tweet. Lots of celebration. Once David Tepper decided to fire Matt rule, everybody was happy about it. They were thrilled. I think two things can be true. People wanted Frank Wright gone from this team. Fans did not want Frank Frank Reich to last maybe another game, but certainly not another year. And yet still, even if they wanted Frank Reich gone, fans are not celebrating because how obvious it is, how painfully obvious it is that there's a lot of dysfunction over at Bank of America Stadium. Yeah, uh, my first takeaways are buckle up, Panthers fans. Okay, this is where you are. Do you trust your owner to make the right decision after making two bad ones? Do you trust that this organization can get this thing together in time to be able to be a contender in this division? And the answer to those questions is certainly up in the air. And I think off the top, with your trust for ownership, it's got to be no. When you've seen the judgment of this guy and what he's brought in so far, I think, and also you add the patience layer to this too. It's like, okay, and I guess the guy that's coming up next We'll have the good fortune of Tepper saying, well, I just got rid of, of two guys, so I got to get this guy at least a chance. I think that's maybe the only hope that they have to be able to get this thing right. But I thought that the right thing to do would have been go through the season. Now, let's get it. Let's not get it twisted here. I thought that this was going to happen. But he was I, fired before the end of the season or at least after the season? I thought he was going to be fired at the end of this season. Yeah. But my thing was, okay, let the guy get 
an offseason to see what they can do and then go through the first four to five games. And if it's still really bad, get rid of the guy. But, I mean, they did not wait any longer, got him out of there. And so that's my thing. It's just like this is going to be a heck of a process for Carolina Panthers fans to go through because of all of the groceries you have to shop for this offseason. And now you add head coach to the list and possibly a whole another coaching staff. It's misleading to say Frank Reich was one and done because he did not complete a one. He was like a half and done. He did not get through one regular season and now he is gone. No longer the head coach and the Panthers are searching once more in the David Tepper tenure. Let's now pull up to the scene. Mr. Bus driver after me being Mr. Plane Rider over the Thanksgiving break. (laughs) He is back. He is safe. He is anxiety free. And he's here to talk about the Panthers making yet another head coaching firing. Let's get off the bus. Open up the doors. Fitting. We look good getting off the bus. I got something to say. Damn! So the David Tepper released a statement saying that they decided to move on from Frank Reich and that special teams coordinator Chris Tabor would take over as interim head coach. Jim Caldwell will work with offensive coordinator Thomas Brown, who resumes play calling. So now you have all of those changes with Frank Reich being out after 11 games. And Wes, just to put this in perspective, I put this up on Twitter at Walker Mail. You can go check that out. But Frank Reich, fourth shortest tenure in NFL history when it comes to head coaching stint, at least to lead off with the team that hired him. Pete McCauley, for your boys, San Francisco, he was fired after a 1-8 start in 1978. So he beat Frank Reich with just having nine games coached. But Frank Reich is second in shortest tenure ever with an NFL team if you have the caveat of guys who have at least coached one regular season game. The other two shorter stints, it was George Allen who coached two preseason games with the Rams in also 1978 and Bill Belichick who infamously, maybe even famously, resigned one day after accepting the New York Jets head coaching job in 2000, accepts the job, but then uses the press conference as a, I am resigning from this job, and then he takes over for the New England Patriots and becomes their head coach. This thing all happened so quickly. Do you understand why David Tepper chose to move on now? Ah, that's a that's a tough question, quite loaded. Um, I understand in a way, because you look at it on the surface, what is the tangible reason? It's the record. It's the offense. It's the ineptitude. So I get why he felt like he needed to make a change. I don't know how much of a difference that's going to make. I don't know if I doubt players were polled and maybe he had lost his voice in the locker room because we talked about the constantly flip-flopping of the offensive coordinator role and things of that nature. Did that lose the players? Did they say, look, man, we can't trust this guy to even know who's going to call the damn plays from week to week. So how could we trust this guy to lead us to a Super Bowl? But from all accounts, you know, you listen to some of the national media on this deal, and a lot of people are taking Frank Reich's side and saying that he was done wrong in this situation and that Tepper was being too impatient. I mean, I'm not quite sure what this move will do in the short term, but uh, he's put himself in a position where he absolutely has to get this next higher right. And it's going to take at least two to three seasons, in my opinion, for the Panthers to be able to correct this thing and get it on board. And that's if you're doing it the right way. So Ian Rappaport of NFL Network did have it first. Here he is on Frank Reich's firing again just after 11 games. 
That's right. Just a couple minutes ago, owner David Tepper informing Frank Reich that he is officially out as Carolina Panthers head coach. A 1-10 start, mismanagement, ugly game yesterday. Of course, that was not all, though. This is all about the development of the quarterback, or I should say lack thereof, development of the quarterback. Bryce Young, the number one overall pick, someone uh, the organization uh, certainly believes in, wants to succeed, think is going to be a franchise quarterback, and it was just not happening under Frank Reich. So after a rough, rough first season, Reich does not even make it through. He is now officially fired. Special teams coordinator Chris Tabor, who does have some experience as the interim, uh, did it in Chicago. He now steps in uh, as the interim coach. Jim Caldwell, who had been uh, working with this, this organization, essentially steps in to assist with the offense. He will now work with Thomas Brown, the offensive coordinator, to try to get this offense right. The team meeting that's going to be going on uh, in a couple minutes, Chris Tabor expected to lead that meeting. David Tepper also expected to address the team. But the headline here, Frank Reich out as Carolina Panthers head coach. So a couple of things come to mind for me. I already talked about the dysfunction within this franchise, and I think it's been on full display the entirety of 2023. You go in this offseason with guys either not going after the job full throttle, Ben Johnson, a day before he's scheduled to interview for the head coaching vacancy after they decided to move on from Steve Wilkes. He said, no, I'm good. I'm going to be the offensive coordinator for Detroit again. D'Amico Ryans, the guy that's having so much success with the Houston Texans, D'Amico Ryan said, no, I'm good. I don't need to interview with Carolina. The one guy who did, one of the few, Shane Steichen, doing a really nice job with Indianapolis, but he did an interview well, according to people with knowledge of the Panthers' information and how you know they felt Shane Steichen did during the interview process. So Shane Steichen, D'Amico Ryans, Ben Johnson, all having success in their own ways, none of them, none of them are with Carolina. One, because the Panthers chose to move on. The other two, because they didn't want this job. This season has gone as poorly as you could possibly imagine in damn near every single way. Every QB, I hate to say it, you and I both huge fans of Bryce. I don't think that changes a ton after what we've seen. We still are fans and we think that he can be good in the right situation. But I will admit, every QB right now looks better than Bryce Young. Every single one of the top four guys that we were talking about, Bryce Young looks fourth. Will Levis has looked better in just the minimal amount of time that he's played football. He's also in a better situation. C.J. Stroud, same thing. He looks like a possible MVP candidate. And even Anthony Richardson, who got hurt. I hope he's back. I don't want to wish injury on anybody. That's a real thing to consider. But when he played, Anthony Richardson did look better than Bryce Young. So that's about as bad as it could get when you have the pick of the litter and you choose to go with Bryce Young, who hasn't looked great. But now we can just go to the situation and understand, hmm, David Tepper did an awful job setting up his number one overall pick for success. Wes, Bryce Young has been sacked the second most amount of times of any QB in the NFL. The only guy above him is Sam Howe, who's played two more games and notoriously held onto the ball too long anyway, coming out of college. So that's the only guy that's beat you in amount of sacks. This is going to be the fourth time that play calling duties exchange hands. Back, forth, back and forth, back and forth. The guy's played 10 games and you're also going to have a new head coach before you even barely get into double digits game played in the NFL. All of this is what Bryce Young is experiencing. All of this is what Panthers fans are experiencing after 
what we thought was a pretty good offseason. Oh, and by the way, they're not done firing people yet. Scott Fitter is not about to stay up in there. He's going to be gone after the end of the season. They just haven't fired him yet because what good does it do? His job is literally done throughout the offseason, not before the regular season ends. This is why it all points to a massive amount of dysfunction. It does. And so if you're Bryce Young, he's gone through maybe half a career's worth of stuff in just his rookie year alone. You have to be wondering what he's thinking about, what is going through his mind as he is going through a very tumultuous rookie season. As you said, offensive coordinator change of hands. Now he's going to have a different head coach, a different offensive coordinator. So he's definitely getting a crash course in NFL life. He's living the life of an NFL veteran right now. <laughs> be frank, one of those veteran backups that travel from team to team. But he can't be happy about this but if I feel like that you have any type of glimpse into his character he's going to try to see the silver lining in this and feel like that all of this is happening to get him to the coach that he should have and hopefully Tepper gets that coach that he should have in here he's got to get this right this is I mean, we said this past offseason this was the most critical hiring but you get rid of that guy after 10 games and so now this is or 11 games whatever and now this is the most critical hiring Hey, Fiddy, do you mind going back in the archives and just pulling a lot of our conversation throughout the coaching process last year? If you could, just edit and get rid of all of the Frank Wright combo and then just put it out there again and yeah. see what happens. Even with D'Amico, like, just put it, we can be lazy, that's fine. Just just copy and paste it and let's have that same conversation. Wes and I will take a few weeks off. Is that okay with you? I'm on it, boys. All right, thank you. You that's, know what? It's funny, dynamic, too, dynamic producer. because of the 336 number, I noticed this as well, and I put this in my notes as I was watching the game, that Bryce's parents had on Alabama gear oh, at yeah. the game. Oh, and yeah. I definitely found that to be quite funny. And it's <laughs> interesting that other people saw it the same way because as soon as I saw that, I said, hmm. I want to end on one more question you had, Wes, before we move on to the next segment. We can dive a little further into it. How much should anybody trust David Tepper right now to make the right hire? What is it like? The, f- the fourth time since he's taken over at head coach, moving on from someone? Hey, why should we trust him now? Is there is there any case you're you're a salesman? You did a pretty good job with a couple of hard <laughs> scenarios I gave you. Yeah. What do you do with this one if you're a salesman? And is there really any pitch? I mean, the pitch it to the job to somebody else. Well, well and, no, the, as... pi- the pitch being this is why you should trust David Tepper now. You oh. don't have to give one. You you don't. I'm this just saying. This might be it's my tough toughest one. task yet. Uh, why I should trust David Tepper? You you don't you don't have to. No, that I'm, I'm going to take hard. a crack okay. at it though right. because I you know I like the challenge. The I only reason I would well. say that you gotta that you would have to trust him, as I said, by default, I think he can feel the heat from the city. I think that the losing hopefully has worn on him enough to where he says, all right. And then you know that he hears the things that people say. So hopefully he's heard enough and it's sinking in. That, hey, I need to chill out. And people are saying on the text line that it wasn't Bryce's parents. I okay. just saw somebody else say it. Good Lord, people, don't kill me. Oh, good, anyway. social, good social are media. Are you kidding me? Right there. Thank right. you. Yeah, so anyway. Um, yeah, and I just think that this time he knows that he has to get it right. And he feels the heat from this city and this town. And if you're a good owner, if you have any types of thoughts and feelings about your fan base that you want to not have a fan base that's looking at you as the villain and you want to win. Like, everybody said he walked out of the locker room screaming expletive. So, I would think if you don't want to have that feeling again, you're going to exhaust everything that you possibly can to get this higher right. It was the F-bomb heard around the city of Charlotte. It was. As soon as he said that, 
it wasn't what 24 hours it wasn't even that long until they were looking for another head coach to take over the vacancy now here for the Carolina Panthers it'll be Chris Tabor who's named the interim head coach let's dive a little more into that was he the right guy and is there anything that we can expect to change with Reich now completely out of the building it's all still to come it's Weston Walker Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Reich officially out as the Carolina Panthers head coach. The first in-season firing this year. I don't know how, I don't know who had odds or who had money on Frank Reich being that guy. Ron Rivera led, I think, for most of the season. A few coaches up there, but it's Frank Reich. Now with the fourth official shortest tenure of a head coach with any NFL stint and actually second shortest stint if you qualify that as having coached a regular season game in the one year. Pretty crazy how it all unfolded. And I'm going to be honest with you guys. Wes, you can back me up. Fiddy mm-hmm. can too. I would love to read everybody's text message. We're flying in. I don't know if I've been more overwhelmed by text messages in this show's history. <laughs> and we've gone through some coaching changes. We've gone through a decent amount of sports updates that have happened the last full year, really. I mean, with the Charlotte Hornets, with the Panthers for sure. But as soon as I try to click on a text message to read it, three more pop up. And just so you know, just don't don't hate it. Don't hate me. I apologize. If I don't read them, I'm sorry. I'm trying to keep up as best I can. The text line, Walker, is like your first red zone experience. And you came in the Monday after the first week of the NFL season and said you were overwhelmed. And that's what you're like over there right now. But we had 68 text messages. <laughs> In a minute and a half span. Yeah, I mean, so rightfully so. You were Mr. Krabs trying to find a text to read, and it's okay. I was looking all over the place. I was it was I was dazed. I was confused. I was all of that stuff with all the text messages rolling in. But we'll get to them. I, I do at least what I think I read on the text line. The Carolina Minute uh, Men's Clinic text line, 704-570-9610. I read a few people writing this one in, Wes. They had some Chris Tabor thoughts. So Chris Tabor, special teams coordinator, he is promoted to the interim head coach as at least for the rest of this season. Um, This is somebody that does have experience in this role beforehand in his lone season at the helm. He led the program. He led as a Missouri staff um, or as an assistant on Missouri staff. Excuse me. So we're talking about, yeah, not the NFL Tenure for Chris Tabor, having been an interim head coach, but he spent a couple of years as an assistant on Missouri staff, which led to his first head coaching opportunity at Culver Stockton, an NAIA school. 
in his lone season at the helm. He led the program to a 6-5 and five record, marking its first winning season in 15 years. Following 2001, Tabor left to become an assistant at Utah State and then wrapped up his time at the collegiate level at Western Michigan. In 08, Tabor earned his first opportunity in the NFL as an assistant special teams coach with Chicago. He served two stints there. In between his two stops in Chicago, he spent seven seasons as special teams coordinator in Cleveland. So Chris Tabor is the guy. Here's what I think. I think Chris Tabor is a really good coach. I think he's a good special teams coordinator. Panthers fans can understand this. Think about how long it's been since we've had like competent special teams play. It was one of the weirder decisions when Matt Rule was hired. I think the only holdover that he had from the Ron Rivera regime that was out the door was Chase Blackburn, who consistently put up like bottom third special teams units every single season. But Matt Rule decided Chase Blackbird was going to be the guy that comes back. Now, Chris Tabor, as you see the regime go from Steve Wilkes after Matt Rule to Frank Reich, it was James Campen, offensive line coach, and Chris Tabor, special teams coordinator. Those are the two holdovers on the staff after seeing what was considered an all-star staff hired last offseason. Averro, you get the picture. So Tabor is going to be the interim head coach. Jim Caldwell going to be special assistant to Thomas Brown, who will resume calling plays. Jero Vero not changing his role. Do you like Chris Tabor as the interim head coach as we finish out the season? I mean, I think it's fine. As we said, the Panthers special teams unit have been somewhat steady. And so uh, this is a guy that you can put into that slide and walk. We talked about it pre-show as well. Uh, some of the intangibles as far as the hire as well. You don't have to worry about uh, the potential of of hiring a guy that if you don't retain him, if the team somehow turns it around, which would be even more of a miracle than what happened last year, you don't have to worry about the backlash there and some of those things. And so, uh, you know, I think it's fine. As I said, this firing as a whole to me with this team and the talent level and what you've seen with the on-field product, I don't know that it's going to make a difference no matter who you put into that slot. Yeah, this year it's not going to make a difference. I think Averro probably knows that. So a couple of things happen. Most people would have pointed to Ajero Averro as the guy who should have been promoted to interim head coach. The problem is, if you're David Tepper, what you cannot do, and we talked about this last week, you cannot promote a black assistant or a black coordinator just to not realistically give him a shot to be the future head coach and even give him false hope, what you might consider to be false hope. You just can't do it. We did this with Perry Fuel. Not that Perry Fuel ever had a real shot, but still it's not a great look. So black coach takes over, gone. You have it with Steve Wilkes. Well, Steve Wilkes did a phenomenal job last year, man. He did. I Just really awesome job where he also was a guy from Charlotte. He went to high school here in Charlotte, has Carolina ties within the Panthers organization too, was a part of that staff that was able to go to the Super Bowl, becomes defensive coordinator with the Panthers in his first stint. That actually gets him a head coaching job in Arizona. He was so successful the first time. Every reason in the world to hire Steve Wilkes, and they said, nah, I'm good. We're going with Frank Wright. You think he chuckled a little bit today? I'm sure he did. <laughs> and if he didn't chuckle because he cares so much about these players, he at least felt a different type of way. I, I don't know how he's feeling, right? But I don't even know if Steve Wilkes would accept this job if it was offered to him again. I'm not sure he would. Money, back in the city, okay, maybe. But I don't know if he would. You can't give this job to Jero Averro and then let him walk. Or demote him, right? Even if he wanted to stay here, 
Avero, after taking over for six games, let's say they get a couple of wins. I think it would be harder than what Wilkes did last year. But let's say you even get a couple wins. You can't demote that guy back. All right, great job, but uh, over the course of a season, right. you just go back to defensive coordinator. Is that okay with you? No, it's not. <laughs> Thomas Brown, hey, you actually showed us some nice things in the last five handful games of the season. Do you want to be the head coach? I actually, never mind. Psych. I'm, I'm going to go to a different direction. Chris Tabor, I think, has done a good enough job to warrant him being an interim head coach. And he's not going to be the guy. They're going to move on. I, maybe Chris Tabor stays on board, but I doubt it at this point. I don't think you have holdovers again. So this was the right move if you were going to move on from Frank Reich. I think Chris Tabor as interim coach. You have Thomas Brown, Ajero Vero, still in their same roles. And then you see what happens and you go and you do the coaching search outside of the organization if... Unless if you want to promote a Jero Vero who's done a pretty nice job. And the thing that's interesting about it is we talked about before when the Raiders, when they let go of their coach uh, and put Antonio Pearson in, they seem to be in a totally different place in the, the culture and they've won some games and are being competitive. And so that's the thing that's going to be interesting here. We see it in sports all of the time where teams fire their coach and then they start to pick up a little bit and they get a couple of wins. And so that would be just beyond fascinating if Carolina was able to do that because when Wilkes took over, you saw potential there in different spots. And then there were some guys that he highlighted and he chose to give some opportunities to that gave the most to it. But it's like when you look at this roster right now as it stands, especially with what you've seen from them play up front, where do you see that happening anywhere? Uh, you got a division opponent coming in this week in Tampa Bay, so there's some familiarity there. But as far as just looking at this roster and saying, hey, if they just do this and they do that, man, they could they could maybe make a little bit of noise down the stretch. You don't see any of that. This is just a season that I'm sure that the fans and this organization as a whole wants to just get through so that they can get to the offseason and try to turn this thing around uh, because right now it's just no hope there whatsoever. Yeah, is there anything that we can expect to change with Reich now officially gone? That's what I'm saying. I can't see it. I mean, what what would you do? I mean, you're not going to shuffle around the offensive line a lot because the biggest shuffles you can make is moving Moten and Icky around. Uh, that probably doesn't happen. The guards in the center has already been a, a, a musical chairs, so you're not going to do that. The skill guys are who they are. There's nothing. There's nobody that you can really point to on the roster and say if that guy gets a chance, he's going to do this or that. So. I don't see it. This is this is my problem. Steve Wilkes took over and did a phenomenal job with a team that was down bad. Now, they had some talent. They got rid of one guy and DJ Moore. It, it certainly deteriorated as this offseason came about. But I didn't expect Steve Wilkes to turn it around the way that he did. Now, you don't have as much time as Wilkes did, right? Frank Reich fired after 11 games. It, Matt Rule was fired after five. So you you almost had a full season, you know, close to it. But I didn't expect him to change it the way that he did. He focused on what he thought this team's strengths were. It was a strong offensive line, not best in pass protection. So let's run the football a lot. Let's go with a downhill rushing attack. Let's be really physical because Bozeman clearly better at that than pass protection. Iki Iquanu, clearly, clearly better at that than pass protection. Taylor Moten is the only guy where it might be a toss-up here and there. In fact, I think it's probably better as a pass blocker, but whatever, right? Solid enough. Everybody else, they're better run blockers. So, hey, here's a crazy concept. Let's run the football, and then when we throw it, we'll throw off of play action, 
because the other team respects the run enough that we can attack downfield every now and then, and that allows Sam Darnold to succeed as much as he possibly can. That allows P.J. Walker to succeed as much as he possibly can. Think about those QBs, Wes, and you're still putting a respectable record up to the point where you're playing meaningful football in Week 17 against Tampa, against Tom Brady and the GOAT right before he retires. So you could change it. I wonder if there is anything realized with Thomas Brown. All right, different game plan. What do you got to lose? Do we continue to go with this same setup and lose every game and score 15 points even in a win? Can you have that drastic of an identity shift where now it's downhill again? We got Chuba Hubbard. We're going to do play action off the pass. Or we're going to do play action off the run. We're going to have Bryce Young hopefully find some avenues downfield. It's far-fetched. But, Wes, we saw it last year. And it's not like the roster is all that different up front, right? The Austin Corbett's a big difference. This is that, That's my question. That, that's, I don't think it's going to happen. But something needed to change. And with Frank Reich out of the picture, this is the only way I think that possibility would even see itself take place. Walker, let me tell you right now, man. You would have a future in being a motivational speaker because that right there Thank made you. me believe that uh, the Panthers could come out and try to get this thing turned around. Well, you were laughing at me. I don't know if I really believe you <laughs> on that, but I, I respect it. No, oh, it sounded no. great. It sounded great. But the bottom line is you're, at, you're 26 in the NFL in yards per carry. So it sounds hot. But then once you get the running and teams Well, that's get because the, they don't respect like anything, though. Right, but and they're not going to continue to do that because once they come out and do that, they know you, you don't have any type of receivers that are going to hurt them in a major way. So they're going to say, okay, well, they're going to try to run the ball, protect Bryce Young. We're going to stop that, keep you behind the chains. And then when you do have to pass, we don't care anything about your play action because your linemen are so bad at pass blocking that we're just going to beat the guys and then we're going to get a big sack on third down anyway. And then do you want to become a team that you run, run, pass, run, run, pass, run, run, pass, run, run, pass on every possession? You can't do that. You got to mix it up at some point. So then what happens when you try to throw on first down and you get sacked? Or you try to throw on second down and you get sacked? So that's the difficult part of all this. I mean, I hate to keep beating, uh, you know, on on uh, the same old topics, man. But when you're as bad as Carolina is up front, it just takes everything out of the equation. But – to try to give you some semblance of, of of hope and what you're saying, you have to at least try that approach. But it's just mission oh, yeah. impossible. It's, look, word to Tom Cruise. Yeah, word to Tom. I'm with you. <laughs> like I'm not even against that. Yeah. I, I, if you're asking me to put my money where my mouth is and bet on the Panthers completely changing their offensive identity again and then winning two games going forward, whatever. Nah, I'm not going to bet my money on that. I got Christmas presents coming up. I got a decent amount to purchase. I can't do that and lose that money. That's not a bet I'm willing to make. But I will say, I think I would have gotten that prediction wrong last year. If you were to tell me, hey, Steve Wilkes about to take over and win some games and they're going to compete against Tom Brady and maybe even win the division. That's going to happen, Walker. I would have thought you were crazy then too. The problem is the season's so set in its ways already where it, it's it's even more far-fetched. It's even further down the line that you can expect a dramatic change like that. But I, I saw Al Wallace talking about this on Twitter, man. Like, I, it, I think it was Will Kunkel and him going back at it. Will discussed, man, Icky's really regressed, hasn't he? And Al said, I don't know if he regressed. You go back to last year, they hit a lot of his deficiencies and play action. Maybe this is who he's been all along. And what that coaching staff did 
Remember, he struggled the first two games. Yeah, I mean, they averaged 4.6 yards a carry last year. Yeah. They were running the football a lot more effectively last year. Well, and and but and that was because, in my opinion, you know, Corbett being healthy, that helps a lot, right? Bradley Bozeman, you know, that he's a better run blocker. We've talked about that quite a bit. You would have to use Chuba more than Miles Sanders. Even so, those guys aren't as good as Deontay Foreman. So all of these are reasons that it's not going to happen. You're totally right. Um, my question is, though, do you just continue to run the offense you've been rolling with and just, you know, hope to score 15 points to maybe get you a win? All right, guys, let's try to get 15 points, even though it's not likely to happen. And then if we get 15 defense, you good to hold them to a goose egg? No. All right. Well, <laughs> I, yeah, it's too far. It's it's too hard of a ask anyway. I I just I hope that we see something dramatically different because that's why Frank Reich's gone, Wes. Frank Reich's gone because we didn't see any improvement. We didn't see anything drastically different. People saw a rollout and a play action pass to start the game, twenty yards to Jonathan Mingo, first play of the game, and we were besides ourselves. Wait, how did this happen? What is this magic you speak of, mm-hmm. Frank Reich? Are you serious? You can do this? Is that allowed? And then, of course, it goes back to Bryce Young running for his life and continue to be sacked. Nothing changed, and that's why he's gone. That is why he's gone. And so the next coach, they're going to have to get an identity needs to be established. What do you want to do? Do you want to be a dynamic offense that's going to find mismatches all over the field? Do you want to be a power run offense where you're just going to run the ball and rely on play action like what you just said? Either way, you're going to have to figure out what it is that you want this Carolina offense to be in the years going forward. And we know that Bryce and what he's used to coming from Alabama, he was used to a dynamic offense where they threw the football down the field. They attacked people and they made big plays all over the football field. And then also he was allowed to improvise. If something wasn't there, he could get outside the pocket and make big plays. And so to do that, it's going to have to be a whole new philosophy and how you draft and the players that you go after. Last question before we move on. I know we're up against it. Does this hire have to be an offensive mind, or do you just want the best candidate possible? It doesn't matter what background they come from. Oh, I don't think it should matter this time. I think you need to go after the best candidate that you really feel in your heart of hearts is going to get this thing done because – I mean, look at D'Amico Ryans. You would have thought that he would have been stuck with the stereotype of being a defensive coach and wanting to be conservative, but Houston is as dynamic as anybody. And so I think you have to bring in the best candidate that has the best philosophies and the best blueprint for how they want to go about this thing. And they might lose Slowick in Houston, but you'd still take that situation 10 times out of 10. 10 out of you 10. hire somebody that's smart, even if they're not offensive-minded, Hopefully, those coaches can hire smart, offensive-minded people, and it's a tough job to continuously do so. If you have so much turnover, you hire a smart OC, he takes a head coaching job. The reason to hire an offensive guy is to keep him in the organization long-term and not risk them leaving. But I also don't want a smart defensive guy leaving. So if Averro's the guy, cool. I trust him. If somebody else is the guy, even if they have a defensive background, but they have success with whatever stop they were previously coaching at, cool. Hiram, we can trust that guy. I'm with you. It doesn't have to be offensive-minded anymore. I just hope they make a smart hire with whoever that offensive coordinator is going to be. All right, I can't keep up with your text messages, so I'm going to let you call in. We should be able to decipher who's writing messages in that way. Call in. It's Pulse of Panther Nation. Sound off. We did it when Matt Rule was fired last year. We're doing it with Frank Reich being fired this year. Call in at 704 570 
800-529-9610. We'll take your calls on the other side of the break. If you have some thoughts that you want to air out on the air, again, call 704-570-9610. It's Panthers, Pulse of Panthers Nation. Coming up next, Wesson Walker Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning their chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Taking your calls on Wesson Walker Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Sound off on the Panthers. David Tepper yet firing another head coach in season. The third time in five years that it's happened. Ron Rivera didn't last a full year after, you know, after they got off to that 6-2 and two start. And then Ron Rivera the next season gone before the end of that year. We know Matt Rule fired after five games last season. Frank Reich didn't even last one season. 11 games for Frank Reich. Tell us how you feel. Let's now go to the phone lines. 704-570-9610. Feel free to continue to call in. Kareem has decided to call in. Kareem, we appreciate your time, man. How are you? Man, I'm doing, I'm doing, I'm upset, but I'm going to make it. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that we make it too. Like we're, we're, we're all trying to make it Kareem. What are some of your thoughts as to why they fired Frank Reich? And are you with it? I understand it. I'm with it. I didn't want him here in the first place. I said coach Wilkes terrible. And this is what's going to happen for It's the karma, bro. So you thought he was doomed from the start. Was there a moment where you knew, though, once he got the job, where you were like, yeah, this just confirms what I already thought about him? When I when I was at the Monday night home opener against the Saints, and I could tell the play calling before everybody else was, and the crowd was booing right alongside me. We weren't even booing Bryce. We wasn't even booing Bryce. We were booing Frank Wright. Yeah, I know we had that conversation of who exactly was getting booed during that game. It was early for you, Kareem. You were ready to move on from Frank Reich pretty immediately. I thought things might get bad after the Minnesota game. Once you Dude, go, he, Owen. Got re- he got re- he got replaced by somebody who only coached high school football. Yeah, that's true. That did happen. Jim Irsay, it's not exactly the most sound owner in the NFL, but that did happen. You're technically right, Kareem. We appreciate the phone call, man. Have a great rest of your day. Hey, you do the same, man. Hey, thanks for to Kareem for calling in. Let's now go to Chris, who called in, 704-570-9610. Chris, what's on your mind Chris, today? what up? Hey, what's going on, guys? Uh, I just think we just we did it wrong again. I think we need to get rid of the GM first and then get rid of the head coach. And so why do you think that that order is the, is the right way to do it? Because we're just going to do the same thing. We're going to... Let, we're going to hire a new coach. We're going to let him do his thing. And then we're going to realize that our GM's no good. Then we're going to have to hire a new GM. If you could give me a list of traits that you would want for a new head coach, what, what, would, you, what would you want? I want? I want somebody that's going to be a leader. Man, I mean, 
Wilkes is one of them. And I think, I think there's uh, a lot of potential candidates out there. Just looking on the sideline, it looks like there's no, there's no energy there. Chris, I appreciate the phone call. I think your feelings are pretty much the same sentiment of a lot of Panthers fans out there. Chris calling in saying he just wants somebody that leads like Steve Wilkes did. It, you can tell the personality is different. As much as it looked like Frank Reich was professional, I don't think at all he was unprofessional during this process. Right? I, maybe, you know, maybe there were a couple times after games where we had an eyebrow raised at some of the comments, but with Frank Reich, for the most part, we we were praising this compared to Matt Rule. We were comp- we were praising his professionalism uh, compared to Matt Rule, but not Steve Wilkes. Steve Wilkes, that was way different. I'll say this to his GM comment. I don't know what good it does now to fire Scott Fitter. I don't expect him back, Wes. I understand people want him gone. I think David Tepper is going to grant their wish. You just aren't going to fire Scott Fitterer now because it doesn't do a lot of good to promote anybody at this point and have them be the interim GM for what? What's on their plate right now? Right. Who are you signing? What are you going out there to do? So do you want to promote Dan Morgan? And actually have him be the legitimate GM. Okay, maybe you you know give him an, an early nod as maybe you give him a little more time to get ready for the offseason. That would be great. But if it's not going to be Dan Morgan or somebody that you're really going to hand over the official job to, where you get rid of that interim title, then there's no reason to fire him now. I hear what Chris is saying though. People want change there as well. Let's go to Franklin calling in. Do you remember that Nick Jr. show? Hey, it's Franklin. I don't. Hey. I know Franklin no. Sank. Hey, from Franklin Snowfall. knows. Franklin, how's it going, <laughs> man? Thanks for calling in. What's on your mind? That's pretty good. Let me tell you. Let, let's get off the Steve Wilkes, okay? I'm tired of that. That's gone. You guys are hanging on to him because it's the best dance you've had in a long time. Mm-hmm. He's a little overrated. Look at the records of the teams that Wilkes beat. Let's move on from Wilkes. Let's put that in the rearview mirror. Find some innovative savant, offensive savant. Bring him in here and try to survive and win in spite of Bryce Young because as soon as this administration admits that they chose the wrong quarterback, I mean, my God, look at what Arthur Smith is doing down in Atlanta. Are you kidding me? That's the way we need to head right there. All right. So because you want us to move on from Steve Wilkes, you don't want to live in the past. You're a few, you're an innovative guy, Franklin. What are some of the offensive minds that come to mind for you as far as who you want to hire next? I have no idea. You put a temporary guy in there this year, and you see who impresses you by the end of the season. Oh, he's deep into the playoffs. Find a young guy that wants to come in, kick some butt, has a final column, will stand up to some of these young guys, and put them on the right track and surround himself with some more long-in-the-tooth kind of defensive sort of nasty urine and vinegar kind of guy. Mm. You say, did you just dismount with urine and vinegar? That's innovative, Franklin, yeah, calling like in. No, I actually, you're starting to break up a little bit. I, I hate to do it, Frankly, because I did like the phone call, despite you saying it's we need to move like on. Charlie Brown's teacher, man. It's at, at the end. That, that's, but yeah. I, I heard urine <laughs> and vinegar. I did hear that. Nonetheless, I do appreciate Franklin for calling in. And he was saying we need somebody innovative, that we need to move on from Steve. Yeah, you're talking about a guy that would drive B. John Robinson and not use him like that? You talking about that kind of guy? Look, I, uh, Arthur Smith is yeah, a weird was, guy to figure out. No, but but like you're right, and even Kyle Pitts and his quarterback has seven touchdowns and eight interceptions. I I don't know what to expect. It, whatever, right? With Arthur Smith, I don't know who the guy is going to hire. But I mean, yeah, it, we got some people writing in. Franklin's ideas are as bad as his cell phone reception. Hang up on that guy. <laughs> That's Rodney calling in. Yeah, you know, it was. Uh, it, I don't I don't agree with. 
oh, only innovative offensive mind. I don't want to get it too crazy, though. If Ben Johnson wants this job, then I am here to hire Ben Johnson because that guy has done a phenomenal job in Detroit. I'm with that. But it doesn't mean that I'm only focused on the innovative offensive minds. You can have success hiring defensive coaches that all of the players respect, and then you can go out and get a play caller that will have your offense humming just like we saw in Houston. You could go after Shane Steichen, too. It can work both ways, but that's just the point, right? Like, it can work by hiring either background, defensive or offensive-minded, and you can still be successful on each side of the ball, no matter who the head coaching hire is. Yeah, I just wanted to tell Dave and Conquer, we're trying to give the text line some love, but, man, they are flying in at a rate that we haven't seen yet on this show, man. So we're trying to get there. And we do know that it's Cyber Monday, and he said it should be a good sale on new coaches. I don't know how uh, <laughs> true that is, and I don't know if David Tepper's – a bargain shop or if he's a just a savant at shopping. But I think at this point, an offensive mind, it's, as I said, this is going to be a slow process. This is going to be a rebuild that if they do it the right way, isn't going to be that exciting at first because they've got to go to both sides of the ball in the trenches to start this whole thing off if you want to have long-term sustained success. And so that means picking guards and centers and D tackles and mm-hmm. things of that nature to get this thing going. But as far as just finding an offensive savant, I don't care who you have. As much as you guys love San Francisco's coach, Kyle Shanahan, he couldn't do anything with this offense, okay, because you try to fake it and do all that motion and stuff that he does. And in two seconds, whack, the quarterback's done, okay? So I don't care how much of a savant you are. You can't do much behind this line. But uh, that's that's going to be how they're going to have to go about this thing. Um, by the way, just I, I wanted to end with Franklin's uh, a little bit more. Franklin, I love that phone call, man. Like, I'm with you. Hey, move on from Steve Wilkes. He advocated for a guy in Arthur Smith who the Panthers last year with Steve Wilkes, by the way, went one and one against. And the only reason you lost that game is because DJ Moore took his helmet off. <laughs> like yeah. Steve. And then the other teams you beat, it was Arthur Smith, the guy that you're talking about at least once, almost twice. You beat Seattle on the road, a team that was good enough to make the playoffs. You also ended Detroit's chances of making the playoffs. Like, I'm here. I'm looking at the schedule. I'm doing what you told me to do. And I'm seeing good victories. Ditto says, Wilkes. what we about, uh, love, man. he says, hi, Luke Keekley. I know. People would love Luke Keekley. How interesting would that be? Yeah, it would be interesting. <laughs> I don't know how good he would be, but it would be interesting. I know that. All right, let's try to give some love to what happened in college football this weekend because that sport's not short of storylines either. I, we're, we're trying, folks. Phenomenal weekend of college football. Or or maybe not for the ACC, though. Maybe no. not for the ACC. We can move, <laughs> we'll can we get to some college athletics coming up next. Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ.